Welcome to the No Paleta Podcast, a place where I share the journey of building my company from the ground up, as well as the stories of others in our community. I am your host, Sandra Velasquez, founder of No Paleta, a culture-forward brand that celebrates and elevates culture. Aside from making great products, we are cultural storytellers with a mission to inspire our community to stand in their worth. In this podcast, you will hear a mix of solo and guest episodes around the entrepreneurial realities of building a company. I launched No Paleta from my Brooklyn apartment with no outside funding while working three jobs, raising my child in the middle of the pandemic at the age of 44. Thank you for joining me on this journey. I hope it inspires you to live boldly. Christina Tegby is the founder and creative visionary behind 54 Thrones, a clean African beauty brand inspired by the richness, diversity, and cultures of Africa and its people. She is truly passionate about creating a brand that is authentic using natural ingredients that are grown on African soil and inspired by ancient African traditions. Hear me when I tell you I love to see Christina and her brand win. I have been following her journey. I know how much work goes into everything that she has accomplished. And this is such an insightful conversation to learn what she has put into it over the years and how her team has grown to support her growth. And it's just a bonus that Christina nails one of my rapid fire questions at the end, describing her perfect day. This is so important as founders, as business owners, that we have to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves. And Christina has really nailed that, which is so in line with her brand vision. And it's beautiful to see. Hey, Christina, great to see you. How are you doing? I am doing amazing. Hey, Sandra, I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm so glad we get to connect. It's been a while. I'm literally just trying to keep up with you. I'm like, okay, Shark Tank, Sephora, you want a grant, like QVC, like what? How do you sleep? Not enough, but I think like my body is now programmed. Like I wake up at six o'clock every day, no matter what. Doesn't matter. I'm up at six. When I sleep, like the other day I woke up at eight and I was like, like what I miss. Yeah. Like why is the sun up? I'm supposed to be up before the sun. <laughs> oh, I feel you. I feel you. There's no relaxation, <laughs> you know, so many things. First of all, just congratulations on everything. I just love, love seeing you killing it left and right. So congratulations. Thank you. But I know that that's like the glamour part of it, right? So like, let's go behind the scenes and talk to me about how are you making this happen? Like in the beginning, I mean, you've been doing this, what, for like five years? Seven. Seven years. So in the beginning, I'm assuming it was you, just you, right? And now, what does it look like now? What does 54 Thrones look like now? Yeah, in the beginning, it was just me. But even past the beginning, it was just me for a long time. (laughs) It was just me for about four years. Wow. Yeah, I'm like doing it in my head now. Yeah, it was just me for about four years. And so I didn't start getting any type of semblance of like a permanent team up until like 2020. Mm. And so it was just me, you know, packing orders and the little orders that we got. Me kind of coming up with product ideas, me doing the social media, me doing the newsletter, me doing the every single thing was just me for many, many years. But now, you know, we've gotten to the point where we have been able to scale our team some. Still lots of roles that I would dream and would plan on filling soon, but we have been able to grow. So that has been amazing. And that has really helped take some of the weight off of me. So that's where we are now. We got a team. Yes. What does your team look like now these days? 
Yeah. So I have a sales manager who handles our relationships with our retailers. She does like anything retail related, which has been a huge help. Definitely like recommend that, especially if you're already in retail. I was so happy when that hire happened. We also have a brand manager who, and again, we're still a small team. And so, you know, the brand manager does more than brand managing, right? She's yeah. going to be doing other things too, but we have a brand manager who just kind of helps keep us balanced and keep us aligned with what needs to be done, what our priorities are amongst other things. I also have a social media manager who does our, you know, socials, all of the stuff that you see on whenever you see us is really her. And we just brought on a community manager because we're just like so excited to be growing our community and really listening and applying feedback and just getting closer to our community. So that was a great hire. I have a customer service manager. I also have like a wholesale coordinator who has worked with me and actually worked with some of my other businesses for about four years. And so she's just like my right hand. We know each other very well. We've worked with each other very well for a very, you know, four years. And so she was the person that was doing our wholesale, but she didn't have a background in wholesale. She just was smart. And I was like, hey, listen, she had worked with me in my other businesses. So she knew how I worked and was just, she's incredible. Like I thank God for her. She was able to transition into this, learn. But now that we have a sales manager, she's kind of like my catch-all. Like she can do anything. Incredible woman. I also have a CFO. I also have an accountant um, and then I work, you know, in different like fractional or contract relationships with like an attorney, right? You know, I don't need a full-time attorney. And so there's certain just aspects of people that I work with, like in a fractional sense, same thing with my CFO. I don't need a full-time CFO right now. So that's someone that I work with fractionally, which works out for us. I have a graphic designer who does like some of our art direction and amazing interns. So I've lost count of how many people that was. <laughs> oh my God, me too. I was like, you're still going. I love but, this. Is your team remote, Christina? So some of us are remote. Like the person that I said was our wholesale coordinator. She actually lives in Jamaica. Nice. I found her years ago and we've been working with each other ever since. She works with me full time, but she works remote. A lot of times when we have interns, well, not a lot of times we brought in a fair amount of local interns, which I love having, you know, them there. But we've also worked with remote interns that have been equally amazing. So we have some of us that do work in person, but then there's another half of the team that's virtual. Yeah, same. Now, because I, I think there's five of us on my team now. Now it's like the job is like you have to lead the team, right? And so how do you make sure that everyone stays on the same page and everyone knows what's happening at all times <laughs> and also stays like, you know, kind of, I guess, united, you know, yeah. like how do you connect people when they're like in all different places, right? We're not living in the times of like, we all go into the office every day, you know? True. So how do you do that? Well, what has helped us is that I have chosen talented people that understand our vision. They understand who we are. Mm. They understand what we're trying to do. They understand our point of differentiation. Mm -hmm. All of them just got as soon as I hired them. Like this has been something that we've had to work on. This is me sharing yeah. brand DNA, sharing our brand vision. 
And I think it's also important that some things might seem like they're small, but they matter. And that also helps you build your brand and who you are, right? Like this is how we respond to DMs. These are the emojis we use. This is how mm-hmm. all of those things help build who you are. And yeah. when you are like implementing those things with new team members, it's important to talk through those things yes. because it's one thing just to say, do this, but there's another thing to say, here's why we do this. Yes. You know what I mean? So I did a lot of exercises with the team and we still do them. Even when we have meetings, team-wide meetings every Monday morning and every Thursday afternoon mm-hmm. where everyone is on, you know? And mm-hmm. so those are the times where we go through everything that we've got going. And I make sure that like everyone is involved in certain things. Like whenever we have a photo shoot, mm-hmm. I want everyone to see the shot list. I want everyone to see the mood board. I want everyone to see the pictures because it helps us stay aligned with like what 54 Thrones is. Yeah. If they're working remote or if they are working in person. And so it's like, to me, it might seem like, oh, I talk about this all the time, but you have to, because that's how- Repeat, repeat, repeat. You have to like repeat, repeat, repeat. And so that's something that I've done. Like a lot of like, close your eyes and imagine who, like a lot of that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then also like backed up with decks and backed up with, mm-hmm. okay, this customer said this, this is how we would want to treat this situation. And this is why, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so we do a lot of that. We're still working on it. Like we're mm-hmm. still working on it. There's still things that I'm learning about the brand. There's still things that I'm learning about and I created the brand, but I'm right. learning about right. it, you know? So it's been fun, but those are some of the things that we do to like keep us meshed together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I love the last point that you said about you're still learning things about the brand because I recently realized that I'm in the jar and I can't read the label sometimes. Yeah. Because the brand is like so in your head because you created it. So you know, like you get it down to it's like bone marrow, right? (laughs) But then having to explain it to people, sometimes I feel like I'm repeating myself, but then people are still not getting it. And I'm like, okay, so it's clearly the way that I'm saying it is not correct or like it's not clear enough. You know what I'm saying? Totally. And so it's so interesting that you said that because communicating brand, right? And the brand DNA is an ongoing thing and it evolves, right? Especially as you add more people. And you mentioned earlier that there's some dream roles that you still know that you're going to get there at some point. What are some of those outstanding roles that you're like, oh, I can't wait until we have this person on board? I definitely can't wait till we have like an art director that's Mm. like time, you know, especially when we get into like expanding our retail footprint and just different, like exciting marketing efforts. I can't wait till I have someone who gets the vision like me and I can be like, okay, make this or we need this. And it all just like looks so beautiful. And it's just like, so I can't wait till we have that super creative person that Mm. understands it and can just execute, whether it's a billboard or it's a bag or it's a this or a photo shoot or a commercial like yeah so an in-house you know that is like I can't wait till I can bring someone to focus on that 100% so you mentioned retail let's talk about that for a second because you know from the outside world when I say to customers oh yeah we're in Nordstrom we're in Credo people go ooh ah like wow you've made it right but we know that that's not necessarily where the money is coming from so (laughs) 
Let's talk about that because partnering with big retail is very expensive, right? Not only are you talking about inventory, but you're talking about sampling. You're talking about marketing. I mean, you've been doing this for a while. In the beginning, it was just you. How have you continued to fund and grow? Like, how are you doing this? God. <laughs> God is doing, God is helping God. you. Because I really, I I ask myself the same thing. Like it's 2023. Like I am doing this. So definitely God, but also just like, I'm learning. I'm learning a lot of this. I didn't have a retail background. Mm-hmm. I had all of the creative. I had all of the story. I had all of the, mm-hmm. I did the work. I did the research, but I didn't have a retail background. And so I have had like some amazing mentors. Mm. I've been in some amazing accelerator programs like Sephora Accelerator, Mm Credo for Change, and Tyra 28 and McKinsey. And it's funny because a lot of the things that I learned didn't quite hit until I got into retail. It was like months delayed. And then I was like, oh, 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 now it's making sense. When Mm -hmm. I was in class, I was absorbing it, but I was like, I couldn't apply it yet. Right. So I've had amazing mentors. I've had people in my life that don't even know me, have never met me, but have been rooting for me and have been mentioning my name in different rooms and have just had so much love for me and for the brand and wanting to help. Mm-hmm. And so there's been that. There's also been like me networking and like talking to my other founder friends, mm-hmm. like, Hey, have y'all experienced this or what's mm-hmm. going on with this? Or mm-hmm. so there's been an element of that. There's been an element of me doing research too. And like learning what these acronyms mean and learning this. And then also just asking questions. I've never been afraid to ask questions. My retailers know that I, Christina don't have a retail background. Mm-hmm. They know that I've been self-funding my brand. Mm-hmm. They know that I need help. And so building those relationships where I'm myself, I'm being my authentic, true self. I don't mm-hmm. have to switch it up and act like I know I don't yep. know. And being comfortable and them creating that space for me to be comfortable and ask those questions have helped. And so it's really just been this like pot of having authentic, genuine friendships with other founders, mm-hmm. um, mentors, the Accelerate programs, me doing my own research, and then asking those questions to my merchants. Mm-hmm. So all of that has really like helped me continue to develop and grow. And then, you know, like I said, I brought on an incredible sales director who has 10 years in the game and she's like this, 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 and I am just like letting her pour into me. And so it has just been an effort of all of that. Mm-hmm. It's I didn't read a book and just like, okay, mm-hmm. I didn't take a course. and like, this is how I run my, None of that. You know, you, a lot of it is you have to just kind of go through it. Yeah. What are some of the biggest learnings that you've had, you know, as you've gone through? I guess another way to ask it is, are there things you wish you would have known sooner? Or you can answer it a different way, which is like, just what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned about partnering specifically with going into retail? One lesson that I learned, um, one of my mentors told me this and she was like, ask for what you want. And when you hear that, it's like, it sounds very simplistic. You know, I'm a pretty assertive person in my life. And I've, I I apply that principle in other aspects of my life. But when she was saying it, I was like, oh, she's like, ask for what you want. Because the retailers and the merchants have lots of brands. 
And number one, if you don't have a huge budget, it's easy to fall through the cracks of just the abyss Mm -hmm. of brands. And so she's like, ask for what you want. Like, if you want to do something or you've seen another brand do something, like put it together, present it, like tell them what you want to do. Because a lot of times merchants are not going to, and it's not out of any ill will, but they're just so busy, you know, and sometimes they may not, hey, you should do this. Your brand should fit here. So a lot of times it's like, speak up, like speak up. And so again, like in my mind, I'm like, yeah, speak up. But then the way she said it, it was like, oh, I get it now. Like, I get it now. A lot of times- You have to come with the idea. You have to come with the idea. You have to mold it and put it together and have faith in that, you know, and really be able to execute that. And so that was one thing that I, that she told me fairly early on, but I didn't know that. I didn't really like internalize that until she was like, ask for what you want. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I get it now, you know? And so sometimes, you know, when you're new to retailers too, you don't know what to ask for. Retailers are not going to give you a list like, here's all the things here's your that, choices. You, yeah. that you need to be talking to us about. You know, sometimes they have different seasonal decks where they can show their plans and things like that. But you really have to look around and see what the possibilities are. See what other brand, everything that a brand does is an option. Everything you see, every poster, every sticker, every email, everything. So reprogramming my mind to not look at things as a consumer, to look at it as like, okay, they asked for that or they got this. Everything is a position. It's all this, this positioning. And so that was like a major like- Light bulb. Light bulb. Yeah, for sure. And right now, are you already in Sephora? Have you, you launched, you're on shelf, right? Yes, we are in Sephora and online. And um, we're also in Nordstrom who I love. Nordstrom was my first major retail partner and Credo as well. And we're also in Goop and Sweet July. Congratulations. I love it. And I would love to know now that you're in, you know, you've partnered with a national retailer, how has your business changed or has it in terms of the mix of like wholesale to D to C? Like, are you now, I mean, now you have a team, so you have more support. Are you able to still focus on D2C? Is that still a focus for you? Or is like all of your team's energy going towards the retail? Definitely, it's important to put some emphasis and attention more. To me, I would say more emphasis and attention to your retailers, depending on your retail strategy and your retail play. If you feel like the retailers that you're in can serve as a springboard and you really want to show that you're supporting them then you need to prioritize them. Like if that's your long-term strategy and play, then absolutely. If you feel like Macy's or Nordstrom or whoever, or Ulta or Sephora, then yes, in my opinion, you want to shift resources and shift that support to your retailers because it's a partnership. You're doing something for them. They're doing something for you. And I think just as we've seen in the past few years, omni-channel and is super important. Like DTC at one point was king, but now things are kind of shifting. Consumers want to be able to find your products in the brick and mortar. They want to buy it on Amazon. They want to buy it on Walmart. They don't care. They just want to be able to get it and access it. And so, yes, we still cater to our DTC, but we're definitely making sure that we are putting that support towards our retailers because we want to be good partners for them also. And then also 
at the end of the day, our retailers have a much bigger reach than we have. You know, just if you look at the numbers, it's Sephora and Nordstrom. You know what I mean? And so the opportunity of us capturing new customers through them is greater than through our DTC site. Right. And we talked a little bit about product innovation. And I have found that there's like a pressure to like, what's new? What's next? What's the next product? Right? We have a lot of boutiques at Nopaleta. And so they're always like, what's new? What's new? And I'm like, we're not going to have a new product every quarter. So everyone calm down. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because then you're going to end up with like 40 SKUs. So... (laughs) How do you balance that, I guess, or how do you determine, I guess, space out your product innovation pipeline? Well, we have not come out with a new product in three years. Three years. Amen. Okay. (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) So, I mean, the way that I think about it, and I think, again, it can be different from brand to brand, from founder to founder. Like Nopalera, 54 Thrones was started from a very personal, a very deep, you know, need from me not seeing... African beauty being represented in a beautiful, like romantic way that I had experienced Africa. And so every skew that we had has a personal story. It has something that I can touch, something that's dear to me and that I wanted to create and share with the world. I think that it depends on how you're approaching it, because if you do want to be a brand that's like newness, 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 it can be very expensive. (laughs) And we're not in that position of where we're going to have 10 new products come out this year and we're going to no. there was a lot of things that I didn't know when I started that I've learned now, you know, and if I would have known, I would not have started with so many SKUs. I would have focused on a tighter SKU selection or a hero product. But again, I didn't know so much seven years ago, but I just make sure that like product formulation and innovation, that whole process is something that is still a very like intimate, hands-on thing with me. I want to make products that make sense. I want to make products that have ingredients that make sense. I want to like highlight beautiful African ingredients and I want to get them from Africa. (laughs) So with that being said, you know, we're not going to have 10 new products come out in a year. You know, I want people to approach our products and cherish them and understand to take their time with them just as we take our time with making sure that we're creating something really good and really authentic and efficacious for them. And so I have not fallen into the pressure of like, new, 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 new. We've just been trying to find new ways to tell our story. Mm. Finding ways to where our products definitely resonate with people that are from Africa or from are in the African diaspora. We also resonate with Black Americans. We also resonate with Latinx and all types of different people. Mm-hmm. And so it's just different ways that we can tell our story to where it's going to hit home for you. It's going to hit home for me. It's going to hit home to anyone mm-hmm. who's looking for something really ethereal and sacred and beautiful. So we've just been reinventing that way, highlighting the ingredients, highlighting why we started. Because when you're in it, like how you said, you were in the jar looking at the label. When you're in it, it's like, you can feel like, I'm saying this so many times, and you can feel like so many people already know about us. They don't. They don't. They do not. <laughs> There's like so many millions of people. <laughs> millions, Christina. Millions. Are, you know what I mean? And you're like, oh my gosh. Like Sometimes it's like, I can't change this because so many people, this wasn't something that world, they don't. 
<laughs> they don't, but it just feels like that sometimes, you know what I mean? And so yeah. it's fun in different ways to tell our story. Yeah. I'm definitely excited for our new products that are coming out this year, but I don't want to fall into just like fast beauty. I'm just cranking things out, cranking things out, cranking things out because like Nopalera, like we have a special story and a special reason to why we even exist. And that takes time. Yeah. And we also want to be respectful to the ingredients, to mm-hmm. the African beauty rituals, to the people who are making these. So it takes time. It takes a lot of research. It takes care. Yeah. Right. So that's how I look at it. And are you the head of product? Like you are the person that is coming up with the product ideas, the formulations. You're the one that's traveling to Africa, like engaging with the community, right? Like that's you. That's me. Yeah. I'm the head of product. I'm the one that conduit between the African beauty rituals and these mm-hmm. different co-authors we work with and the end customer and the formulation. It's, it's me. I have an amazing manufacturer that has helped me execute on my vision Mm. And it's given me guidance and pointers, but a lot of the inspiration and the ingredient knowledge, it still is coming from the source, which I love and which I want to maintain. Yeah, because that's what makes you who you are. And that's also why you're different from other brands out there. I love it. So I want to just do some rapid fire questions here at the end. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Ooh, um, if you want to achieve greatness, stop asking for permission. Mm. <laughs> that is a word. That, that is, a word. is one of my favorite yes. quotes. I'm like, yeah. Describe your perfect day. Ooh, perfect day. I am, I love the beach. So I would love to wake mm. up on some African beach, eat some fresh mango and papaya, fresh orange juice, mm. some eggs, walk down to the beach with a good book, not too hot, not too windy my bikini on, laying out on the beach, reading my book, fall asleep, wake up, drink a margarita, pina colada, fall asleep, eat some fresh fish, some lobsters, some shrimps, mm. you know, and then the sun's going down, walk back to my hotel, sit on the, on the little cabana, get some breeze, and then go inside, take a nice long bath, go to my bed, order room service, go to sleep, do it all over again. You just took me there. <laughs> I was right there with you. I thought about this a lot. Okay. You had that down. Every detail. I like how you were like, not too windy. And I was like, yes, not too windy. Exactly. That wind, that wind be messing with my vibe. I love it. Um, Do you have a favorite African beach? Yes. Zanzibar. I've been to two beaches in Zanzibar. That is, Zanzibar has been one of the most beautiful beaches that I've been to in my whole life. The most beautiful Mm. beach I've been to in my whole life. Tell me more. Tell me more. What does it look like? Is it the color of the ocean? Is it the sand? The water is like this beautiful, serene, clear. The sand is white. Mm. The water is warm. Mm. And I went there and it was just so peaceful. The Maasai sometimes come and walk the beach. So you see the Maasai warriors like in in their regalia, like, it's hard for me to find a beach I don't like as mm-hmm. long as, you know what I mean? But that have you been, been to New York, Christina? Uh, Cause I could, I could show you some beaches <laughs> that you won't like. Okay. I haven't been to New York beach. Okay. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Okay. Like, 
I haven't been to New York Beach, but in, I'm in Houston and we have Galveston Beach and I don't like it. But Zanzibar was one of the most beautiful places that I have been to in my life. Highly recommend. I'm putting it on my list. I'm putting <laughs> it on my list. 10. 10 out of 10. What do you want to be remembered for, Christina? Ooh, I think about this a lot. I think about this almost every day. I think about legacy a lot. And I feel like we're, we hear that word a lot now and people talk about it more, which is good. I feel like I am so aware that I will not be here forever. I am also very aware. And every time that I do something for someone else, every time that I am exhausted, but I decide to take a call for someone who was like me seven years ago, and I'm speaking with them and I'm saying things and I'm seeing those light bulbs just unlock. And I'm, you know what I mean? Those things like that, when mm-hmm. I go places and people don't know that I'm the founder of 54 Thrones, I was somewhere, I was actually in Nigeria at a party and these two girls were talking about 54 Thrones. And I was like, and I was just on the side and I was like, <laughs> those feelings, you know, people email us, a lady emailed us and said her husband had terminal brain cancer and she told me how she would use the butter and massage his his temple like all these little things and I'm the kind of person like I feel things like these I don't take any of this lightly mm-hmm. I don't take where I am I don't take what I've been through I don't take what I've achieved lightly at all like I'm super cognizant I don't take it lightly so I say all that to say that I want to create something that outlives me. I want to create something that touches so many people that is sustainable, that is can regenerate and keep going past me. And with that being said, it's important that 54 Thrones has its own wings. I like when people know 54 Thrones. You don't have to know me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want to create something that people can say, this is speaking to me. Like, that is speaking to me because Mm -hmm. over the years, it's like, I had this idea and I was like, Oh, African beauty rituals. I want to do this. And we get the greens. But I've learned so much about myself over these years. I learned so much about when I was in elementary school and my father is Nigerian and he has an accent and I grew up different. Mm -hmm. And I remember being a little girl, like being embarrassed. You know what I mean? Uh, Mm -hmm. My name or that I was Nigerian and and not feeling proud in, in that moment and who I was. And that subconsciously played into why I started this. Mm-hmm. And I honestly did not put all those together until about four years ago. No, 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 about three years ago. And so it's like, I know that there's other people out there mm-hmm. who feel who felt how I felt. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how beautiful and powerful that it was to be Nigerian. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I didn't acknowledge that as a little girl. Mm -hmm. And that stayed in my subconscious to where 20 years later, I'm starting a brand to show the beauty that I didn't necessarily always see when Mm -hmm. I was younger. And so Mm -hmm. I have those reflective moments like that. I want that to be part of my legacy, but I want that to be part of 54 Thrones legacy. And once that is when people find out about us and they hear that it's going to live within them 
So I look at everything like, how can I multiply this? And I know that I cannot scale myself. You know what I mean? Yep. It's just me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get older. I'm going to get more tired. (laughs) This is it. But I know that I want to create an iconic brand so that can scale. Mm -hmm. And so that can double over and multiply. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like right now I'm working hard to put in all the inputs to really set that foundation Mm-hmm. So that this is something that can go on and on and on. And that is what the legacy will be. I want the legacy to be something, I sparked something, but it it lived on. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be so much tied and associated with me because I have one voice, but I'm speaking for thousands of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's, how I, that's how I best could answer that question. <laughs> I love that. And I felt that deep in my soul because... What I heard you saying is that the impact is people feeling beautiful for exactly who they are, you know, because I hear what you're saying is like this kind of embarrassment with like our names or our parents' accents when we're younger. And I feel like the future of beauty, I mean, what a beautiful time to be alive in now, you know, versus like even 10, 20 years yeah. ago, that now the future of beauty looks like us and yeah. the future of beauty is us aspiring to be ourselves. Like mm-hmm. we don't have to aspire to be anyone else. like Europeans Western yep. Europeans we can aspire to be exactly who we are so when I see like you and many other founders and brands and it's like yes we're speaking we're the representatives but there's we're speaking for thousands for millions of women and men and, and everyone who's like I have been waiting to find this mm-hmm. and we're the ones that are creating it Yes. So it's like, it's a responsibility, but it's also just like this honor. Mm-hmm. It's like both. And I'm cognizant of that, like all the time. I'm like, I'm cognizant. I know I'm not doing this for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing it for, you know, me being a little girl and someone making fun of my dad's accent or my mm-hmm. name, me feeling some kind of way. And then me internalizing that. And then that not, it's a whole, you can sit down and have a mm-hmm. therapy session. But I decided to mm-hmm. make something beautiful out of that years later. And I'm proud of that. Yeah. Thank you, Christina. It's beautiful. Thank you for all the work you're doing. I hope that you're taking care of yourself. I hope that you go to Zanzibar very soon. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and post some pictures so I can go there with you, like, through Instagram. I absolutely will. I absolutely will. <laughs> Thank you for being here with us. Remember to leave us a review on whatever platform you are listening from. Spread the word so we can impact and grow the community. If you are an entrepreneur looking for more real talk and resources, you can join my entrepreneurial newsletter from my personal website, sandralilavelasquez.com. But also visit nopalera.co to pick up your favorite self-care items for yourself and your loved ones. Join the Nopalera mailing list to be the first to hear about new products, exclusive promos. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at nopalera.co. Stay resilient.